You are listening to the Lighter Side Show audio podcast with Jamie Butler, the everyday medium, produced by the Lighter Side Network. Visit and subscribe to thelightersidenetwork.com for hundreds of video episodes exploring wholeness living, energy work, trans channeling, and more. The Lighter Side Network, where the everyday meets the extraordinary. Hi, Lumineers. Welcome to the Lighter Side Show podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Butler, the everyday medium. And I'm joined today at the table with Sarah Eiler. She is a yoga nidra instructor. And we're going to dive in with an introduction to yoga nidra. And if you don't know what this is, stay put. Before we dive into this, I do have some housekeeping notes a little bit. We have Luma Summit coming up this October. So Lumineers out there, if you're ready to gather and be in front of some amazing teachers, instructors, hosts, (laughs) healers, we can call them whatever we want. Please come to Luma Summit. We're in Atlanta, Georgia. Check out the website, jamiebutlermedium.com. In fact, you will see our Sarah Eiler there this year, but hang on, we're not there yet. We also have a certification process happening, the Verity certification about getting your energy business and your light worker or mediumship business up and running. Please check out the website for that. And lastly, the Center for Love and Light is going to represent at the Dirty South Yoga Conference. Today is going to be all about yoga, but specifically yoga nidra. So Sarah Lumineers, this is Sarah Eiler. Hi. Hi, Jamie. I'm so excited to be here on your podcast. Very happy to be here. Yay. Lumineers, I know you're listening, but if you were here in studio and you have met Akashic Ranch owner, Mariana Herngozo, you would say, that is her, but in a brunette. It is amazing how you can see two people that have similar light, appearance, and characteristics, personality, and it's happening today. It's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> not, not to just immediately compare you to somebody else because you are your own amazing strength and light, but it is a trip watching you. <laughs> I have to meet this twin someday. Yes, please. I'd love <laughs> to get you out to Akashic Ranch. Oh yeah, it sounds amazing. So I want to know a little bit about you and how in the world that you got into Yoga Nidra and what is it? What is it? Yes. Let me just give you a, um, a basic definition and then I'll go into my Yoga Nidra journey and I'll tell you all about that. Great. So Yoga Nidra is an ancient practice. It's over a thousand years old and it is how I like to describe it is it's a sleep based meditation technique that takes you through the different layers of your body and takes you down into a deep dreamlike state. Um, Actually beyond dreamlike state, you're into the deep sleep. And so your brainwaves are slowing down like you're in a deep sleep, but you're actually maintaining a hint of consciousness. So you can say it's deep sleep with a, with a little trace of awareness. How old is, I'll just call it traditional yoga. Movement yoga. It actually came about around the same time. So the asanas and the mudras and the, all of that was actually formed around the same time. So it's about 500 to 600 AD. So do you think in your opinion, this could be the, like, I just went through Lee Malice's yoga training. Yes. Which I think you have as well. Yes. She's amazing. Amazing <laughs> teacher. She is incredible. If anybody is looking for one, I refer, recommend, highly do you think that 
in the education of yoga back then that maybe yoga nidra was ah i just said it <laughs> you I just mispronounced it. it you said it so let me um yeah let's start so, here so yoga nidra it's supposed to be yoga nidra with an i but it is so easy to say the yoga nidra it just it it flows off of your tongue so much easier. So I, you'll hear me saying yoga nidra, yoga nidra, a combination of two. I, I try not to, but it's just so easy to um, to say <laughs> yoga nidra. And my teacher and I laugh about this. Um, and all the teachers I've listened to seem to do this too. Um, so it's not just you. Nidra. <laughs> nidra with an eh. eh. Do you think yoga nidra was... A, a equal part of the mudras and the asanas, but it just wasn't taught that way? Like, is this actually the brain part of yoga? Yes, because I think that the yogis, ancient yogis knew that you could not um, reach spiritual enlightenment without being fully rested, without coming from a place of rest. And, um, and this is just a different way of reaching that, um, that beautiful state of consciousness, that deep peace. Um, there's all sorts of ways to do it, different meditations. Um, but this is just another form. Actually, this is what Gandhi would do on the trains in between his speeches. Really? Um, yeah. But yoga nidra wasn't really brought to the West until the 1970s, which is often the case, right? Same with kundalini yoga. So a um, swami named Swami Satananda wrote a book uh, for Westerners and basically simplified it. And um, it's called. It's just called yoga nidra. And um, that is kind of... What all the most of the lineage now are kind of based on his book. Uh, he laid out like um, his different um, the different ways of going down deep down into that that deep sleep state. And I'll talk about those more. But yes, yeah, I'm that is a, um, a a seminal book on yoga nidra. So were you always into yoga, and then you just stumbled across this, or well, um, so my story. Uh, I'm actually. Um, an attorney turned reflexologist, foot, you, foot, ear, and hand reflexologist. Pause, pause, <laughs> just pause. It. You're an attorney? Um, I think I'm the only attorney turned reflexologist in the world. But yes, I call myself a recovering attorney. Yes, um, I have that whole analytical brain mind side that's always going. And so that's why the yoga nidra and just yoga and meditation general is so good for me because I do have that very analytical mind. Is that why you have these beautiful notes in front of you? Yes, yes, yes. So I am a total geek. I'm total type A. Um, but you wouldn't know it if you talked no. to me. Yeah, it's interesting. But um, I'm working on it. I'm you working hold on it. both those spaces <laughs> very well. What's the yes. work on it? I Sounds like you've got a learn. happy marriage. I love to learn. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I had a I had I call it my spiritual awakening in my early 40s, which I think is the age that a lot of women or people in general kind of have that spiritual awakening. And I aka um, midlife crisis. <laughs> yes, <Okay>. yes. So <laughs> I um, got into reflexology. I got into Reiki. I became trained as a Reiki master. Um, got my national certification in reflexology. Started working on people's feet and people's energy. Got into crystals and all of that wonderful woo-woo stuff that you know about. Love it. Um, yeah. And met a bunch of like-minded people. So that was really great. And that's about the time when I started doing kundalini yoga with our fellow teacher, Lee Malice of Pranic Soul Yoga. And that was really powerful for me. Um, I love how it, you can literally feel your energy shifting as you're doing that type of yoga. So 
Fast forward, I finally decided to do her yoga teacher training, and I never intended it to teach yoga. I just wanted to do it for myself. And as you know, it was an amazing experience. It was, you know, five months of intensive studying, learning about yoga, but really about just like going deep inside and learning about me. Yes. um, Yes, it is. It was, I'm still processing it, but it was, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, And I loved that I established a daily meditation practice out of that. That was one of the greatest things, a daily kundalini meditation. So that has totally helped me calm down, calm that mind from going around and around. Um, But I didn't think I was going to teach. And after the training was over, I actually ended up getting injured. I had like a little nerve impingement in my back, actually the whole left side of my body. So I was trying to figure that out. Um, Couldn't really do a lot of yoga. And then my friend just randomly gave me this book one day um, called Daring to Rest, a 40-day program for women to reclaim your power with yoga nidra rest meditation by Karen Brody. And she doesn't even know why she gave it to me. She just gave it to me. And I'd never heard of Yoga Nidra. And I just read the book. And it's a 40-day program. So what you do is you do, um, for the first 15 days, you do a 20-minute guided meditation that she's recorded. And that's the rest. So just getting rest, just, just getting out of that exhausted state. And then the second 15 days of the program is uh, a 30-minute meditation, and that's all about releasing, releasing all of those negative stories and emotions and things that you're holding on to. And then the final 10 days is the rise phase. So Karen is all about, you know, there's different types of yoga nidra out there, lots of lineages and teachers, Mm -hmm. and hers is really about uh, female empowerment. So she has this amazing quote. She says, the world needs you and what you have to offer but it needs the fully alive, well-rested you, not the exhausted you. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And so her whole thing is that women, especially women, we're just exhausted. We're running on fumes. And so if we can come, if we can get that sleep and that rest that we need, and then we can come, come into the world from that place of rest, you know, we can just do whatever we want. It's amazing. So. But from what I gather when you are discussing the yoga nidra, which I've experienced with you yes. through Lee Malice's class. Yeah. She brings you in and has you guide us into um, one of the sessions and it was phenomenal. Um, it's more like the physical body is getting its rest. And I guess that would include the brain as well mm-hmm. and help me clarify some of the definitions of what's really happening. But the brain physically is getting rest, but it's getting fed something else. And I don't quite know how to comprehend the, hey, you're getting fed something, but it doesn't require you to focus or put energy into it or to expend anything to receive it. Yes. So one of the, the, one of my favorite parts about yoga nidra is it's a practice of non-doing. So you literally do nothing. So you get, you lay down on a mat or a bed or a couch and you get really cozy, like supremely relaxed. Like you get blankets and pillows and eye pillows and bolsters, and you just get to a place where you're so cozy and comfortable and you try to just still your body to give your nervous system a chance to, re- to rest. Lots of blankets covering you. And then you're just listening to the voice, to the teacher guiding you. I'm like a little <laughs> kid in my head and I'm giggling. Do you yes. ever tell people, well, um, yes, I am an instructor and I'm an instructor that does nothing. Yes. Like, what? <laughs> what? 
I laugh sometimes when I come to work and I do trans channeling. I'm prepping to go to work to go to sleep. It's like, what? <laughs> well, we don't we don't take rest seriously in, you know, in our culture. We don't, you know, I think that the average <sighs> adult has their their amount of sleep has gone down by one to two hours since the 1950s. I mean, we just, we think rest is weak. We think it's for kids. We don't take it seriously. So if you're not coming from a well-rested place, like I said, you can't do anything. But um, so I like to say that it's, it's combining a nap with meditation. So you're getting both at the same time. But it's actually doing so much more than just giving you rest. Yeah. And I can talk about that. I want to talk about that. Absolutely. Because when I received your session... I was what I would call consciously awake. Yes. My body did not want to move. Like if I had an itch, I wouldn't have known it. If I was hot or cold, I wouldn't have known it. It was if my body was present, but numb to um, a desire or a need. But my brain wasn't what I would call asleep. It wasn't turned off and checked out. I heard you the whole way. I followed. I didn't wander off. Like my brain didn't go, we can't listen to her voice anymore. Let's think about our shopping list. Like it, it just went, shh, listen. Yes. It was crazy. That's wonderful. And isn't that amazing that that can happen the first time you do it? You know, a lot of meditations, sitting meditations, you're trying to get to that place of deep peace and relaxation and calm where all the thoughts are turned off. But it's hard to do. But when you're, it's you, what we're doing is we're harnessing the power of sleep for a spiritual purpose. But you still call that state rest. Yes. Well, actually, the yogis called it, it has its own name. It's called Turiya. And it's actually a state beyond even the deep sleep. So what I'm, we're doing is we're taking you from the, wet, the waking state down into the dreaming state, down into the deep sleep, and then to a place beyond called Turiya. And that's the place that you just described. It's hard to describe it, but it's it's literally where you're rediscovering your true nature. It's um it's a place that's completely quiet where all all struggle stops, and um, it's timeless. It's formless. It's really experiencing your true self, your soul, your your connection to the divine, whatever you want to call it. And it's this beautiful, peaceful place. And that actually is the state of yoga nidra. That's what we're trying to do. And so what we're doing is, I haven't said this before, we're using techniques to get you down to that spot. So we start with the body scan and then we go into breath work and then we go into usually visualization and affirmations and we just keep getting you down, down, down to your brain waves are literally um, almost no brain waves at all, almost like you're in a coma. And um, it's just a beautiful, peaceful state. And um, then you can take a little bit of that peace back with you in your everyday life. And the more you do yoga nidra, the more you bring that back into your life. It's really life-changing and so easy to do. There's no struggle. It just happens naturally because your body knows how to fall asleep, right? So you're just using that to help your body just go down, down, down into the brainwaves. I'm, you know... I love to talk about yoga nidra. I love to talk about nidra, nidra, anything about yoga nidra. So, well, first of all, Lumineers, how much do you love Sarah's voice? <laughs> Are you listening to how you have a tone in your voice that can just blanket just everything? It's so nice. I love it. Thank you. And I was listening to you talk about the tutra, turiya, turiya. Yes. 
I got to write that down. Yes. Lumineers. T-U-R-I-Y-A. That is the spot for my trans channeling. Yes. You That's must. like you're describing yes. what I try to describe to my students when we are practicing trans channeling. That's wonderful. So now my ears are very alert. <laughs> it's so amazing when you come across written experiences that are, what do you say, a thousand years old? Yes. That are describing or even expressing what you're personally going through. And you're thinking there's no way anybody else is going through this. I'm an individual. I'm having a very individual reaction. This is very specific to me. And you are talking and my mind is melting. I am not unique at all. This is a space people train to go to. Yeah. And, and anybody can touch this place. Oh, and the it. yogis, uh, the real masters, could li can literally just go to that place automatically. Like they don't have to use all these techniques of the breath and the right. body scan. They can just go there. And in fact, some of them walk around like that because um, um, there's a there's a swami or a yoga master, and he they actually hooked up his brain to brain the brainwave scan, the PET scan. And he was in the delta wave brainwave, which I can talk about that. That's like the lowest brain waves, like the coma state. He was walking around like that and talking. That was amazing. Um, yes. So. <laughs> yes. Uh, after you, oh my God, I don't even know where to begin. I love hearing this. After you did a session for us in yoga training with Lee Malice, I came up to you afterwards and I had my aha moment because I've had several times where I've been hooked up by scientists or groups and they want to test my brain as I'm talking to spirit or meditating or trans channeling. And I had one session where after all the tests were done, they looked at the paperwork and they went, oh, well, I guess we did it wrong. And they hooked me back up again. And I was like, oh God, I got to do it over. You know, got to do this test right. Because that's, you know, how we're trained here in the Western world, when you test, you want 100%. And they did it again, and they pulled me aside, and they said, well, your brain just works a little different. And do you hear you explain that people can change their brain waves and be in a certain place? Uh, my conscious state resonated very low brain activity, but when I was in meditation or talking to spirit, that was my highest brain wave activity. And then when I was channeling, it was like I was asleep. That's so interesting. But I was wow. awake. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So um, what I know about the brainwave, so there's the, the hertz is the mode, is the rate of electrical current cycle that cycles through the brain in one second. So that's how you measure it by hertz. And so the beta brainwave state is what we're in right now. That's just talking, walking around. And that's about 13 to 100 hertz per second. Um, and then you go down into the alpha brainwave state, and that's the 8 to 13 hertz per second. And that's the high alpha is when you start feeling really relaxed. Maybe you're like watching a sunset or something, starting to go to sleep. Um, the low alpha is when you start slipping into that, um, that sleep. So actually the REM sleep, the dream sleep. And then we go down into the theta and the theta is only four to seven hertz per second. And that, the high theta, which is maybe what you're, you're in sometimes, is still into that REM sleep, the dream sleep. And then you start going down, down, down into the dreamless sleep, the deep sleep. And 
the ultimate lowest point is the delta brainwave state, and that's only 5 to 0.5 hertz per second. And that literally can be like the coma-like state. And that is the state that we're trying to get to in the yoga nidra. And this state is where your brain reorganizes itself, where the growth hormones are released, uh, where all your memories are consolidated, and basically your brain is rebooted. So in yoga nidra, you're touching that place and going to that place. So not only are you getting all the spiritual benefits, but you're getting those physical benefits of your brain just having a rest. And actually, Kamini Desai, who's written a very seminal book on yoga nidra, says that 45 minutes of yoga nidra equals three hours of traditional sleep. And are they measuring that by the amount of brain waves that are kind of preserved or saved or how? Yeah, I don't know how she measures that. That's just what she says that the yogis say. Um, so I don't know if it can be measured. But I know that when I do it, even for, um, so the average time you do is 15 to 45 minutes. And whenever, after I do a yoga nidra, I feel so refreshed and focused and awake. Um, you don't feel that groggy feeling that mm -hmm. you get sometimes when you take a nap. Um, you just feel very focused and alert, like you've just taken a, an amazing nap. Very so, calm and peaceful too. Would you recommend yoga nidra over taking a cat nap? I would. Yes, definitely. And when you have a practice of yoga nidra, do you sleep less hours at night? No, I think actually um, it helps. Well, first of all, it helps you fall asleep. A lot of people with insomnia who can't go from that really? beta to alpha, they can't make that transition. Mm -hmm. In yoga nidra, it's teaching you how to do that. So it's like you're learning, you're practicing that. So then it helps with sleep. I've had many students who've actually either can't fall asleep or they wake up in the middle of the night and they've been doing the nidra and it's, that's totally cleared up. I want to make a very clear point. You have said several times, it is teaching, you are learning, you are, but I will tell you, Lumineers, when you're experiencing it, you have no idea that you're being taught something. You, I, I never once thought that I was learning anything. It was more like, I'm going to listen to the words and go explore. I'm going to go play like a little child and follow the words. Th there was nothing where I was like, hmm, uh, this doesn't you know, meet my belief systems. And now I have to think about that and see if I'm comfortable with it. There was none of that. Yeah. That's the beauty of it is it's so magical and it's hard to describe. You really have to just experience it. Um, it's just effortless and, um, you know, everyone's experience is different. That's another thing is there's no right or wrong way to do yoga nidra. Everyone's experience is going to be different. Um, every time you do it might be different. Like um, sometimes if you're really exhausted, you're just going to feel like you went to sleep. You're not going to really remember anything was said. And that's okay. That's maybe just what you needed that day. Um, the more you practice it and the more you do it, the more you will have be able to maintain that hint of consciousness and stay awake through the whole thing. A lot of people feel like they're riding the edge of sleep. So they're going in and out. Ah. It's like this, you know, so they'll hear things I say, and then they'll go out and then they'll hear things. It's like this wave. And that's really cool too. Um, it's just, it's a way, it's a wonderful tool to explore your inner world. You know, we don't go in, we're, we're always in our thinking mind. And so this is just an easy way to go inward, exploring your physical body, exploring your your emotions, exploring the stories that you're telling yourself, but all in a gentle kind of natural way. 
What's exciting, Lumineers, <laughs> is I asked Sarah Eiler before we started today, and I was like, are you ever going to have some online, like, live streaming classes with this? And she said... Yes, that's yes. what I'm working on. Yes. I'm just starting my yoga ninja journey. So I am I am so excited. I have so many things that I want to do and so much so much more I want to learn, you know. It's exciting. So stay in touch with her. You can find her at deeprestyogaatl.com. And if you're local here, guys, she has a weekly class on Thursdays at Morningside, which is in Atlanta. From 1130 to 1245, you can hang out at her house and have a whole session. And you do something else that's really cool. Whenever you have a class, you record it. Yes. And I give everyone the recording so they can practice at home. It's phenomenal because I can probably guess that every class you do is extremely different. Yes. Yeah, it is. And um, so that class that I've had at my house um, has really been my wonderful incubator. So I get to try different things out on on my my people that come to that. It's been really fun. And I recently turned that class into a charity class. So it's Yoga Nidra for charity. So we pick a different charity each month and we donate all the proceeds to that charity. And it just feels really good. That's so wonderful. I love it. <laughs> I'm just going to squeeze you so hard when this is over. I'm, I might not let you leave. <laughs> well, I just want everyone to experience this amazing rest medicine. I mean, it, people just don't know about it. And, um, I just, I just think everyone should know about it and pr- try it. I really like that term, the rest medicine. Yes. That's what my teacher, Karen Brody, um, uses. It's, it's amazing rest medicine. So when you do yoga nidra, do you have to be lying down? Are there any requirements? Do you have to have a certain environment? Do you need all the blankets and the pillows and the... That's a great question. I have done it sitting in my car waiting for soccer practice to be over. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no. Wait, mommy, mommy's not dead. She's just doing... And mommy is in such a better mood when she when they come in. Um, yeah, I have two teenagers, so yoga ninja really has helped me a lot <laughs> dealing with that. Yes. Um, but no, you don't, you can do it sitting up. Um, you can do it laying on your side. You don't have to lay on your back. Um, just however, whatever, however comfortable you are. Um, yeah. Can you guide yourself through yoga nidra once you understand what it is, or is it always an external source walking you through it? That's a good question too. Um, Actually, when you get to be proficient enough or a master, I think you can do that. Yeah, you can just walk yourself through. I'm not to that point yet. Um, So the first thing in a yoga nidra is usually the body scan. And people are probably familiar with that. So what you're doing is you're talking, you're kind of going quickly so the mind doesn't get attached to the thoughts Mm -hmm. and you're walking them through different body parts. So it can... There's so many different ways to do it. You can start with the head. You can start with the feet or the hands. You can go pretty fast. And you're trying to get them to just inhabit their bodies and feel their bodies and and the sensation rather than thinking like, that's my knee. Um, And this is just a great way to get the mind to quiet down and calm down. And you also discover things about your physical body, right? You discover the sensations and you realize, hey, these sensations are coming and going. Maybe I'm not my physical body. Maybe my body is not like I think it is. Um, Releasing things too in your body. So the body scan is something that if you do a yoga nidra uh, over and over again, like I recommend that you pick three three yoga nidras, like a 20 minute, 30 and 40, find ones that you really like, a teacher's voice who you really like. They're all different. 
And then just do those same ones over and over, and it almost becomes like you're just so used to it. And then you can learn the body scan they do and do that at night before mm. you go to bed to kind of walk yourself down. Is there a resource that you recommend that have yoga nidras? Yeah, um, so sessions? on my website, um, I have some that I recommend. Um, there's so many out there. There's so many amazing, amazing teachers and lineages uh, there's a great free app called Insight Timer, and that has mm -hmm. hundreds of yoga nidras on it. Really? Now, you know, it takes a while to go through them and figure out which ones you like. Some of the voices you might not like, or maybe they use music and that might distract you. So I actually have um, a couple on my website that I recommend. Of course, my teacher has some amazing yoga nidras, Karen Brody, on her website. And then I have a free web, I have one free um, yoga nidra right now on my website uh, for sleep. It's called uh, Yoga Nidra for Deep Rest, and uh, you can download it for free. And I'm hoping to get some more on there, too. And if you couldn't remember what the website is, it is deeprestyogaatl.com. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned that there are steps. So the first is the body scan. Yes. And, and what and comes after that one? So there's different layers of your body called koshas in yoga, and we're going through those different layers. So the second layer is the... Um, the prana, the the breath body, and the um, energy body. So to work with that, you can do all sorts of things. You can do breath work. You can just lay there and um, focus on your breath, just listening to your breath without doing anything, without judging. There's so many creative ways to do yoga nidra. That's what one of the things I love about it. Um, and this is where we can also get into the energy body, which I love. I love working with the chakras, with the energy centers. So really taking them slowly through each center, imagining like a, a light, a ball of, you know, red sparkling light in your root chakra and imagine it spinning and glowing and then flowing down through your legs into your feet and then doing that all the way up. And, and it's helping release any energy blockages, um, getting you in touch with your energy. Um, so those are the physical body and then the energy breath body. And then you're going down, and that's when the thoughts really start receding, and you go down into the emotional, mental body. And in this um, section, we're talking all about, well, we're focusing all about emotions. One of the techniques that people use is working with opposites. So first you get someone to feel the sensation of heaviness in their body. Oh, yes. And then you talk them through that, and then you talk about lightness. And then you have to try to get them to feel both at the same time. You can do that with hot, cold, with, um, you know, joy and sadness. You can explore any emotions you want, or you can ask them to explore emotions they're feeling right now in their body and feeling the opposite. And that's really important because you can start to learn that we are not our emotions. They come and go. Nothing's black and white. You can feel one emotion at one, one minute and mm -hmm. the next the other. And it just gives you this sense of freedom. Like I'm not controlled by my emotions. And um, then you go down even further to the fourth layer. And that's called the wisdom body. And that's really when the thoughts are really receding and we're really starting to feel that floaty, peaceful feeling. And this is usually when you become the witness. So it's almost like you're watching yourself on a movie screen. And this is when the visualizations come in. So a lot of the visualizations uh, are nature scenes. So you imagine yourself walking in nature, going to a waterfall or an or a island or a secret garden or whatever it is, and you kind of step back and realize that you're not 
you're not your thoughts, you're not your feelings, you're not your emotions, you're something else. And then you go down into that deepest layer that I was talking about, the Turiya, and it's called the bliss body. And that's when you ju- it's just quiet and silent and you become, you know, just completely relaxed. You tune into your true self, which is timeless and perfect and formless. And you realize that's who you truly are. And that's a, it's an amazing way. It's an amazing discovery to learn that, that that's what you really are and that lives inside of all of us. Um, that deep peace is always there for you whenever you need it. And, you know, connecting to the divine, becoming part of the consciousness of everyone, collective consciousness, all of that. And that's the great thing about Yoga Nidra is you're doing all of this. You don't even realize you're doing this. And yeah, you don't. And if you just want to use it as a way to relax and get some sleep, that's great. It, it meets you wherever you are. If you want to use it as the ultimate spiritual practice that it's meant to be, that's amazing too. It has amazing benefits. and. Some of them are very subtle and you don't realize, like for me, when I was doing that 40 day uh, program, halfway through, I started realizing, oh my gosh, like things are changing and shifting. I'm just very peaceful and very calm. And I started coming into my power. Like I started shining my light into the world and realizing I I am enough. I can do whatever I want to do. It was really profound. And that's why I'm powering. And that's why I'm so excited about Yoga Nidra and why I'm teaching it is because I really... For me, it's been life-changing, so. And you, Lumineers, when you're around Sarah, you feel it. There is just, there's no doubt, you know, there's no wavering when when you're around her, like when you're in her hands. Because I've been around some teachers who really have the passion and love it, but they themselves haven't connect to it fully. And you can pick up on that. You are fully connected. <laughs> it is just amazing. <laughs> yeah, my teacher, Karen Brody, always says, like, you can't teach rest. and You have to teach rest from a place of rest. So you have to practice it yourself every day or almost every day um, because then you can really truly impart it. Smart lady, Karen Brody. <laughs> yes, I love her. Um, can I mention one other thing that I haven't talked about yet that's really important with Yoga Nidra? One of the amazing things that you do in Yoga Nidra is you work with an intention or a sankalpa. And I haven't talked about this yet, but you decide what your intention is. And it's a concise uh, statement uh, in present tense language. And it's basically what you want to manifest most in your life. So not a goal like losing weight. It's like, what do you want to become? What do you want to be? And so you choose your own intention. It's very personal. The one I originally was working with is I am enough. So usually say I am or I feel, and it can be, you know, one word or three words, whatever you really want to manifest. And then you use that in the yoga nidra, the teacher will prompt you to say that three times mm-hmm. throughout the practice. And when you say that in that deep turiya state, it's literally just goes straight into your brain. You know, your thinking mind is no longer there. It goes right into subconscious and it becomes truth. And it literally changes the stories that you tell about yourself because you know, if I say I am enough right now, that sounds kind of hokey. It sounds like, really? You're not, you know, what? What are you talking about? But when you say that, when you're in that deep, deep delta brainwave state, it just goes right in and it, like a seed, and it just becomes part of you. Well, so can, that is the most, one of the most powerful parts of the yoga nidra. It's exactly silly. the word I was thinking. I can see how powerful that would be. Yes. And how it could mend and heal and hold deep wounds that we just couldn't get to from an awake state place. Exactly. Yeah. You're releasing all of that. 
all those stories that you're telling yourself. For the local Lumineers, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you're like, I need to have a taste of it, you can also find Sarah Eiler over at Full Circle, which is a studio here in Inman Park. She goes there once a month. The next one is August 21st. Yes. And it's paired with Sound Bath. Yes. Yes. Both amazing combination. Yes. Oh, it's really amazing. Yeah. I love it. It'd be intense. (laughs) And you can also find Sarah on Facebook and Instagram, and that is the Deep Rest Yoga. But her website is Deep Rest Yoga ATL. And that's where she has some of the recordings and some referrals. That's where you can hit her contact button and reach out to her and also find out where she's teaching next and wait for that wonderful, wonderful online live streaming class. Yes. Yes. And I also (laughs) actually create, I actually personalize and create uh, yoga nidras too for people. You do. So I will work with you to create your own yoga nidra um, based on your needs, what your interests are, what you're, what you're looking for. You know, um, I love creating those personal yoga nidras for people. So I have, I offer that, offer that service as well. That is beautiful. Thank (laughs) you for mentioning that. I did not know. Yeah. Oh my God, Sarah, thank you so much for being here and helping us get to know Yoga Nidra a little bit better. It was a great introduction and I really enjoyed listening to us start like way up here and have these like rowdy, excited voices. And then as soon as you started talking about the meat of the Nidra, you just, your voice just blossoms and flows out of you. And I got so calm. I was just like... I can't interrupt her. I don't want to interrupt her. I just want to listen to her speak. It's just, it's so wonderful being in front of you. Thank Thank you you. so much. Yeah. I'm so glad I got to spread the word about this amazing rest medicine. I am too. (laughs) Lumineers for you out there. Thank you so much for lending us your ears today. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day. And remember, it's not woo woo. It's true, true. The ideas expressed by guests and channeled guests on the Lighter Side Show podcast are not necessarily Jamie's personal beliefs. Information received from the Lighter Side Show podcast is not to be used as a substitute for medical or psychological advice. For up-to-date info on Jamie, visit jamiebutlermedium.com and subscribe to the Lighter Side Network, Lumineers. I'll see you there. The Lighter Side Network, where the everyday meets the extraordinary. Made with love by Jesse in Atlanta.